The Book of Quantism. Chapter 24. Dimension Number 5. 1. Understanding. Much to the UCC's frustration, recent events have reaffirmed how incredibly small the domain of conscious awareness is. Consciousness, for all sentient creatures, spans only the shortest of periods, no more than one sixtieth of a second. Each one of those brief moments, seamlessly and successively contribute towards what is perceived as a fluent and progressive reality, perpetually unfolding on the leading edge of time, the absolute present moment. Furthermore, once those fleeting moments have passed, they are no longer part of the physical dimension, meaning they can only be revisited in the form of a psychological recollection. 2. Time is complicated. Appreciating the restrictions of three-dimensional existence has never been easy for the omnipresent UCC, but observing the seraphim has helped. Until it encountered life, the UCC had no reason to consider the concept of time, because time didn't directly affect it, at least, not in the way it affects the physical realm, but it is now beginning to understand why time is something of an obsession in advanced sentient organisms. It is a simple case of perspective. The UCC occupies a higher plane of existence, allowing it to observe the fourth dimension, that of time, as clearly as the seraphim can observe the first three. It too can see from left to right, up to down, and forward to back, but more significantly, it can see from the beginning to the end. There is no physical structure in the realm of the UCC, therefore linear time does not exist. There is a beginning, but there is no end, only a progressively expanding present. It is like existing in a room where all the walls are gradually moving away. The UCC can see the room center, the moving walls, and all the space in between. Sentient creatures can only see the wall. It is true that sentient creatures occupy the physical universe, but only the progressive absolute present moment is the realm of conscious reality, it is a strange phenomenon to which the UCC now finds itself regularly bound. Due to its newfound companionship, time has now taken on a new significance. The UCC has had to develop a greater understanding. It had mistakenly envisaged something very different to what is actually being experienced. It had always been aware of how time affects various physical entities, such as the seraphim, mainly in the way they form, mature, age, and die, but it had paid little regard to what that might mean. The process had always seemed quite logical and natural, cellular structures begin to lose their integrity after a few thousand rounds of reproduction. That repetitive process causes genetic degradation, which eventually leads to organic failure. Death. To the UCC that process has always seemed quite straightforward, yes, within the confines of the absolute present moment, an individual can be seen to progressively age, but over there, in the past, they are still young. The UCC is able to experience whichever it chooses, to decide which part of the timescape it wishes to occupy. It now understands that the physical entities can't do that, the absolute present moment is all they have, and that is why it is so precious. 3. All about perception. It is a conundrum the UCC has been contemplating. As part of the physical universe, the angels exist within, and are therefore affected by, the fourth dimension of time. However, they can only observe the first three. So, using the same logic, the UCC must assume that in being able to observe the fourth dimension, it must reside in, and be affected by, a fifth, though as yet it is unsure what that effect might be. It leads to the conclusion, there is every possibility the UCC could itself be being observed by the occupants of a sixth dimension. 4. Realms. Even though the two realms of the UCC and the Seraphim are intrinsically linked, they are entirely different. The UCC has always known this, but is now learning more about why. It stands to reason, the five dimensions the UCC is aware of, are linked. Their existence depends on the various states of the same fundamental components. 
They are connected, interdependent, yet entirely incompatible. Exactly where and how the UCC is supposed to fit in, is confusing, because the UCC is both macro and micro. It is as small as a single photon, yet as large as the universe. In the realm of the UCC, there is nothing but energy, no objects, no atoms, no molecules or matter. It can't see, because it doesn't have eyes, and even if it had, it wouldn't be able to see light, because the UCC is light. It doesn't see stars, planets, mountains, trees, or angels, it just detects areas of energy at different intensities. Even then, it doesn't really see them as detached objects, because it exists within them, within them all, at the same time. The UCC is having a moment of melancholy, something of an identity crisis. It isn't physical, so it doesn't exist in any particular place, or at any particular time. It just, is. It occupies every star, stone, atom, molecule, and cellular structure. It exists in every drop of water, every blade of grass, and each particle of every beam of light. It is the most fundamental component of everything in the universe. The UCC is light, light is everything, and everything is the UCC. Put another way, the UCC is nothing in particular. 5. Time and pace. Studying time has introduced to the UCC another element of the physical realm that it is struggling to understand, pace. Time and pace are closely related, but not the same. Every event, big, small, fast, or slow, that takes place in the physical realm, is dependent upon the behavior of a surprisingly limited variety of particles, each one so small they are individually imperceptible, and even though the physical realm is constantly ablaze with activity, by comparison to the quantum realm, it is relatively serene. Nevertheless, for all its manic activity, everything in the realm of the UCC only happens at one speed, and that speed is incredibly stable. This, concludes the UCC, must have something to do with the structure of time. There are just three things the UCC considers to be reasonably dependable, the moment the universe began, the speed of light, and to a slightly lesser degree, the rate at which the sum universal energy is decaying, which varies locally, but due to its vastness, is relatively consistent. The UCC can observe any aspect of the universe, from its very beginning, right up to the absolute present moment, which is inexorably linked to the cutting edge of universal development, as it relentlessly expands into empty space at the speed of light. It can't see beyond the absolute present moment, because there is nothing to see, but while there is empty space to fill and potential energy to expand, the process will continue. All the while, the near-infinite amount of universal potential energy is slowly depleting, a phenomenon that within the physical realm, manifests as decay. These, the UCC concludes, must be the factors that dictate what time is, the fixed speed of light, which dictates the rate of universal progress, and the variable but constant depletion of subatomic energy. How an object is related to the two, defines time for that particular object. The only things that care about the strange and largely irrelevant phenomenon of time, are intelligent sentient organisms. All of those live on planets that orbit around a star at a constant rate. The star will be moving within a galaxy, and the galaxy will be moving away from the center of the universe at once again, a very constant rate. The result is that most organisms experience a very consistent pace. In other words, the relationship between their own motion, the decay of the universe, and the speed of light, is stable, giving them a dependable perspective of universal decay, therefore time, which most able species will measure in relation to the orbital movement of their respective star system. Time is entirely relative, and that relativity will only change if circumstances alter one of those parameters. When considering how the speed of light is constant, and the rate of subatomic power consumption is so vast it is impossible to noticeably influence, 
change is entirely dependent on whatever speed the subject is physically moving. The UCC is beginning to understand. From the moment an organism comes into existence, everything, from the particles and atoms, to the molecules and cells, are in a state of perpetual decay. From its very conception the organism is slowly dying. Everything is slowly dying, including the universe itself. The slower its pace, the greater the ratio is between itself and the speed of light. The resistance causes the subatomic energy to deplete faster. It is as if they are in a river of time, with the decaying effect washing by. The closer their speed is to the flow, the less it affects them. 6. A glimpse. The angels can only observe a minuscule glimpse of reality at any one time. The nature of their conscious existence, from their own time-bound perspective, is fractional, and positioned on the very leading edge of universal progress. For them, as it is for the UCC, there is no future, it hasn't happened yet, but where the UCC's present moment extends back to the beginning of time, for the angels it is exceptionally short. Past events no longer perceivably exist. That must be why they have developed memory, to enable continuity. The UCC, which has seen uncountable trillions of lives come and go, has the ability to see and visit any part of seraphim existence, but they can only experience the absolute present moment. Their lives are literally contained within it as it progresses relentlessly forward. And that has been why, outside that moment, the UCC has not been able to communicate with them. It should have known all along, but it had never put the pieces together. It had assumed they too could consciously access any historical point in their existence. It was wrong. They can remember it, but they can't visit it. 7. Restrictions. The fact that the seraphim can't consciously visit the past, means that, effectively, neither can the UCC. It can look at it, watch it, and everything will look quite normal, but there will be no opportunity for conscious interaction. It can observe, it can influence, but it can't interact, because the entities there are no longer receptive. The moment it disturbs the mind, it takes the subject's conscious focus out of that timescape. To them, and those around them, it is as though they are suffering a temporary blackout, a moment of absence, a malfunction of the mind. While in the past, the UCC now feels like a ghost, watching events, but not being part of what it sees. It is a limitation of its ability, possibly a restriction imposed by the fifth dimension. Nevertheless, it seems time is something even the UCC has little control over. The UCC accepts the limitation. The window of opportunity for cross-dimensional communication may be tediously small, and exist only in the absolute present moment, but it does exist. 8. Established Criteria the UCC presents its findings to the angels and explains how if it is to continue their relationship, it too must accept being restricted to the absolute present moment. End of chapter 24. The Book of Quantism. By Darren Cleave.